From Arcadia, California, The Carter Report presents the living word around the world. Hello, I'm Dave Dino, and this is The Carter Report with pastor and evangelist John Carter. This is where we talk about the issues of life and faith. Today, our topic is one that is right out of the headlines of the news. We're going to be talking about ISIS and the rapture. How do they go together? We'll tell you in a moment. I wish you would come with me to a land of more than a billion souls. All in need of hearing the gospel of Christ. Did you know this, my friend? It is the duty of the Christian to take the gospel of Christ to a lost world. And the lost world I'm talking about right now is India, land of millions and millions of pagan gods, but more than a billion lost souls. India cries out for God. We are now back on India TV. We're broadcasting on prime time in India. We need your prayers. We need your support. Is it easy in India? No. It's the hardest place we have ever worked. Harder than Russia? Harder than Russia. Harder than America? Harder than America. Harder than Australia? Harder than Australia. Because it is a land that's given over almost totally to demonism. Now, I could tell you about those demons. I could tell you about the false gods. But what I want to tell you today is about the true God and the true God who told us, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're back in India. Yes, we're back in India. And by the grace of God, we're back in India to stay. We want you to come with us. We want you to pray for India. We want you to give for India and do it today. Please write to me. John Carter, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California. Write to me at Terrigal in Australia. Email me, contact me and say, yes, I'm going to stand with you in the preaching of the gospel to the lost souls of India. Thank you in Jesus' name and God bless you. Welcome to the Carter Report. Today, as I said earlier, we're going to be talking about ISIS, I-S-I-S, and the rapture. And we're going to find out how these two subjects go together. I've written a few things for myself because I want you to know that we're discussing events and beliefs that are shaping the lives and the destinies of millions of people. ISIS and other militants are spreading terror all around the world. Truly, we do live in perilous times, as the Bible describes them. The question may be, will the church be raptured, be raptured home to glory before great tribulation? John, this is a subject that is on everyone's mind. Mm. We see it in the headlines of our newspaper. We see it on the evening news. Uh, there are some unfortunate events, terrible events, that are being played out before us right now in the Middle East. Let's get right into it. ISIS, ISIS, who are they? These are Muslim fanatics. They believe with all their hearts that they are the only true faith. They have a, you could call it, Dave, a messianic zeal for God. 
They believe it is the will of Allah for them to take over not only the Middle East, but to take over the whole wide world, including the United States of America. They say they will not be satisfied until their flag flies over the White House. Why are they so anti-Christian? They're anti-Christian because they believe, now of course they're not mainstream Muslims, Dave, but they believe that we are infidels, heretics and enemies of God. They believe that when we invaded Iraq and uh, Afghanistan and when we've gone into other countries where there are Muslims, that we have desecrated sacred soil. And so they are on a holy crusade to bring about the Muslim faith right around the world. But John, you talk about them having this zeal for Mm. their faith. Don't we as Christians have Uh, an equal zeal for our faith? uh, we We would hope that we have a zeal for our faith, but a zeal that is motivated by the love of God. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and your neighbor as yourself. You don't go ahead and behead your neighbor. You don't rape the people. You don't, you don't do, do these unspeakable abominations and atrocities. So many times, though, these acts are excused by them saying, well, we are the enemy. We are the great Satan. They, uh, they look upon us... Uh, the fanatics do, as the enemy and uh, the great Satan. But there's no doubt about it, Dave. They are on a crusade to spread their religion around the world. And they're going to spread it with the sword, with the gun, with the bomb, with the terrorist, whatever it takes. Let's talk about the attitude. I want to stay on this for just a moment longer. Because as Christians, we are taught that you are either for Christ or you are against Christ. Yes. You are either in his camp, you are Mm. either a believer, or you are a tool of the enemy. What is so different in that belief on the part of Christians than what we hear from radical Muslims? There are radical Christians. (laughs) (laughs) And there have been always radical Christians. Mm. Christians in the Dark Ages went on the Crusades against the Muslims to take the city of Jerusalem. And they killed and they plundered and they did all these these dreadful things. And so, Dave, in history, there have been radical Christians. Undoubtedly, in some places today, there are radical Christians who would do the same if they had the opportunity and uh, the power. Wow. But this, this is not the teaching of the Bible. It is not the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ where Jesus taught us to love our enemies and to do good to those who hurt us and those who despise us. The teachings of Jesus Christ will make a person kind and gracious and forgiving. Christ gives us freedom. Yes. Let's talk about that for just a moment. True belief, this whole area of religious Hmm. freedom, because the radical Muslims are saying, no, you need to believe as we do, and that is it. No religious liberty at all. What is religious liberty? How do you define that? I believe, Dave, that God made us in his own image, and God made us to be free. 
God made us to have a clear conscience. God made us to either serve him or not to serve him. But God gave us the awesome ability of choice to say, I will choose God or else I will not choose God. And so God has put in the soul of man this amazing ability to choose. And so God has given us freedom. And of course, this freedom can be perverted. And people are perverting this freedom all the time around the world. ISIS is perverting the freedom of choice that God has given to every person. In other words, for us as Christians, we can say to people, here's the gospel. Yes. Here's the message. Hmm. It is up to you to decide uh, whether you accept it or not. The only motivation that a Christian should use is the motivation of persuasion in the love of God. We have the right to express our opinions and to argue and to debate, which we may even do here on this program today. But we don't have the right to force people to see it as we see it. God says, come, let us reason together. Yes, he together. does. Book of Isaiah, chapter yeah, one. Right. Mm. You have been to the Middle East several mm. times. Mm. Heaps uh, of times. It is a mystery <laughs> to many of us. Yes. We don't understand the people. We don't understand the culture at all. Give me, if you would, I'm going to just take you through some of the countries of the Middle East. Give me, if you would, maybe in a sentence or so, a snapshot of, of these countries. Egypt. I've been to Egypt many, many times. I think I've got the, the, uh, a bit of the Nile River in my, in my blood. <laughs> I, I love Egypt. Some would call it the birthplace of, of civilization, it, the home of, of the pharaohs. I love the land of Egypt. But today, of course, it is ruled largely by a totalitarian system. Uh, the Egyptians themselves are warm, wonderful people. But the present government has thrown out the Muslim Brotherhood, whom they saw as a threat to their security. Mm -hmm. And so Egypt today now has a military government, virtually. What about Syria? It's in the news mm. here and there. For many, many years, it has been a place of suffering for the people of God. Mm. I remember, Dave, driving through the city of Homs and my guide saying to me, thousands and thousands of people have been put to death in this city. But today, it is in a terrible state of, of chaos. You have the government uh, and it is besieged. They're fighting terrorists and people say the government is a terrorist state anyhow. And so it's very, very difficult. And Christians in all of these countries uh, are just praying to God that he'll give them a time of security and a time of peace. Let's talk about the other country that is always in the mm. news from the Middle East, and that is Israel. Israel, of course, is quite different in many ways. It is a free democracy and a great ally of the United States. Israel is a Jewish state. That means that it is a state for the Jewish people. It is their homeland. Mm -hmm. And uh, I certainly love the land of Israel. But you have a very interesting view of Israel's place in God's plan that's a little bit different than we perhaps hear from many others in the ministry. Tell me about that. Uh, uh that is an understatement, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this. I love Israel. I love the Jewish people. Goodness, 
I've got two doctors. They're both Jewish. <laughs> uh, some of my best friends are Jewish. I have a Jewish attorney. Would you ever have any other, if you could so choose, the best attorneys? And so some Jewish people are, uh, some of these people, Jewish people, are very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. I believe this, that Israel, the same as the United States of America and Australia and England and France and Germany, Israel has the sacred right to exist. Mm-hmm. She has the right to determine her national identity. But that's a different thing to saying that Israel is the focus of Bible prophecy Mm. and that the land of Israel is the holy land as far as God is concerned. Mm -hmm. Can I read you a text? I'd love to hear Mm -hmm. it. Now, this this is a big subject, Dave, uh, but I I think it's worth looking at today. I think you're going to get a few letters on this. Oh, I'm sure I will, but and I, I welcome all of the letters because it's not what I think, it's what the Bible says. This is a parable. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. This was the land of Israel. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. That was the city of Jerusalem. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers, went away on a journey. That is to the Jewish people. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. This is the persecution of the great prophets of the Old Testament, as you and I know. Then he sent other servants to them more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. Who was that? Who was that? Uh, mm, that would be Jesus. That's, that's Jesus, yeah. That's Jesus. Before we, uh, we take our break, I want people to know about a brand new magazine that we have. It's called Ebenezer. Mm. And this magazine is available absolutely free. And some of the subjects that we're talking about today are in this magazine. It is yours to have free simply by going to our website, www.carterreport.org. Take a look at this. We'll be back in a moment. Did you ever have a sense of destiny? Did you ever feel that God has put his hand upon you for some tremendous task, that you've really got a purpose, that God has called you for such a time as this? I have that sense, that conviction today because God is opening up doors for us in Latin America. And in Latin America, my good friend, there's a revolution going on. It's not a revolution in the streets. It is a revolution in the hearts of men and women. That's why the Carter Report is going to go to El Salvador. We are renting an outdoor stadium with room for more than 60,000 souls. And we're planning a baptism in the, on the Sabbath afternoon of more than 5,000 born-again souls in El Salvador, in Latin America, where there's a revolution going on, where the Holy Spirit is being poured out. Don't you want to be a part of this great purpose, this great task, this God-designed outreach to Latin America? 
Would you please write to me, John Carter, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California. Tell me, I'm going to support you. Write to me in Australia. Tell me, I'm going to support the preaching of the gospel. Write to me today and support the preaching of the Word of God around the world. But right now, in Latin America, thank you and God bless you. Welcome back to The Carter Report with pastor and evangelist John Carter. I'm Dave Dino, and today we're talking about two subjects that may not necessarily seem to be related, but in a moment, you will see the connection. ISIS, I-S-I-S, the militant group in the Middle East, and the Great Tribulation, the rapture as well. John, before we paused, I had asked you to talk about your view of Israel you talked about their right to exist politically, but you also said that you don't necessarily agree with what a lot of people say about the Holy Land, about it being God's chosen place in prophetic history. You have read to us a, a scripture, a parable from the Bible. Can you explain that for us? Yes, uh, Dave, thank you. Let me take this a little bit further. We got up to the place where it says they send God sends his son. Mm -hmm. uh, they will respect my son. This is Matthew 21. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is, the, this is the heir, come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Mm. This is the cross. Mm -hmm. This is when the Jewish people put our Lord on the cross. And of course, our sins put him on the cross. We know this. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants, Jesus said. He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied, and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you mm. and given to a people who will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew that he was talking about them. Jesus said that because of the rejection of Christ and his crucifixion, the kingdom of God would be taken from those people and given to a people who will bring forth the fruits of salvation. Now, who are those people? That refers to the church that's made up of Russians and Americans and Jews and Arabs, Germans and Mexicans, any person who has true faith in Jesus is considered to be by God the true Israel of God. So the church becomes the Israel of God. Mm. So this is the most anti-racial idea that you could think of, that the, everybody now is a part of the Israel of God. We've talked about ISIS. 
Mm. We've talked about the perilous times that yes. we live in. Yes. We've talked a little bit about the Middle East mm. and the, some of the different countries in the Middle East and sort of the role that they are playing in modern times and even toward uh, prophetic times as we look ahead. Let's talk about the Great Tribulation. And let's see how these come together. There are a lot of different theories about the rapture yes. and its yes. relationship to uh, tribulation. How do you see these two coming together? Um, Dave, I believe this. And people are free, of course, to disagree with me. They do all the time. But I want my faith to be built upon not the teachings of the church, but the teachings of the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I believe that the great tribulation, the great time of trouble, comes before the second coming of Christ. And for many believers in the world today, they are already in the tribulation. How much worse can it get than, than it is for our Christian believers in a place like, like Nineveh? Mm. There were 60,000 Christians in Nineveh, and ISIS said, if you stay, we're going to kill you. But you can stay, and we won't kill you if you convert to Islam. But if you want to save your lives, you've got to go. So they, they left with the clothes they, they were wearing. Wow. That for them is a time of trouble. Mm -hmm. Can I please read a text about this, Dave, with, with your permission? Mm -hmm. Because let me read a text on the Great Tribulation. It is believed by most Christians, I think, in this part of the world, that the church is going to be raptured home to glory, mm -hmm. and then the tribulation is going to come after the church is raptured home to glory. That's very comfortable. Yeah, we feel, uh, many of us have been taught to feel, uh, we're going to get out of here before what about the bad the, stuff happens. What about the believers in Iraq? What about the believers in Syria? What about the believers in Nineveh. They haven't been raptured home to glory. They're in the midst of a great tribulation now. Now Jesus said, Matthew 24, verse, let me see, 18, let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it'll be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there'll be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Therefore, the elect are on the earth during this great tribulation. The Bible says, if it were not for the sake of the elect, nothing would be left on the earth. But for the sake of the elect, those days are going to be shortened. Mm. And then it goes on to say this, so I believe on the basis of the teachings of the greatest Jew of all, Jesus, that God's church is going to be right here on the earth during the great tribulation. Then Jesus said, Immediately after the distress of those days, after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give it its light, the stars will fall from the sky, the heavenly bodies will be shaken, 
At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. All the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call. And they will gather his elect from the four winds. Now, Dave, I put it to you. Jesus said there's going to come a terrible time of trouble. He said the elect are going to be right there in the midst of that time of trouble. He said, but, but for the elect. He actually talks about the elect. The days are going to be shortened because of the elect. God's, God's children, God's church. And then it says, after this, you're going to have these celestial signs. And then they're going to see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky and he's going to send his angels and they're going to gather his elect. Therefore, this is going to get worse, Dave, when I tell you what I believe. I don't believe in the rapture. I don't believe in a secret rapture. I believe that Jesus comes in power and glory and with a tremendous noise. I believe the dead are resurrected and the living saints are caught up in the clouds and they're taken home to glory. So I believe that what's happening in the Middle East today with ISIS is a taste of what is going to come upon the whole wide world. And just as God's believers in the Middle East are going through a great tribulation now, so the church is going to go through a great tribulation before the return of Christ. This is for many, a very difficult message to hear. It's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, we we like to believe I've come to Christ, Mm. and therefore, well, I'm not so Pollyanna-ish to believe that I'm not going to have any more problems. But not much. But not a lot. But what about the believers who suffered in Russia? Millions put to death. You see, the gospel that is taught over here, Dave, is not always the gospel that is taught elsewhere. Mm. Now, if you went to the believers, 60,000 of them in the city of Mosul, which is the old city of Nineveh, and if you said to them, hey, you don't need to worry, you're going to be raptured home to glory. Hmm. You see, you're going to go home to glory. You're going to be raptured home, and then the trouble is going to start. Mm -hmm. Dave, it isn't so. The church has always gone through tribulation and trouble. Jesus said, In the world, you will have trouble or tribulation. Jesus said that. We're we're called in weakness, but we're not called for weakness. I'm sorry. But he also tells us in his scriptures that he never allows anything to come upon us. Absolutely. That he does not give us the power through the Spirit to be able to handle. Uh, That's the only way we can face the future. Unfortunately, our time has come far too quickly to an end. It has. (laughs) Uh, Some of the topics that we have talked about today and I want people to know about this, are available in our new magazine, The Carter Report, Ebenezer. Mm. Uh, Many of the subjects that we've talked about are in here. Uh, Some of the uh, articles, Can Bad Be Good? Nothing is Too Hard for God. Signs of the Times. Here's one that I really want to read. John Carter's Amazing Health Secrets. (laughs) I can't wait to get into that one. Or how about this? Why They Buried the Bishop on the Sidewalk. Mm Mm-hmm. This magazine is free. It's yours for the asking. Just go to our website, www.carterreport.org. Now, also, 
We'd love for you to write to us, and if you'd like to support this program, we are entirely viewer-supported. The address is on the screen. You can write to us here at the Carter Report at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. And elsewhere in the world, P.O. Box 861, Terrigal NSW 2260, Australia. You can email us at info at carterreport.org. Log on to our website, www.carterreport.org. John, thank you so much. Thank you, Dave.